0: I made a terrible error, by the way, the other day. Whoa, terrible with error. With your bum? No, no, nothing bum-related. So, you know, that we've up until recently had very warm weather, right? So, there's been a house... In, in the street behind us. There's been a house. There's been a house in the street behind us. There's been a lot of houses. There's been people in the house in the street behind us <laughs> who have been playing their music apocalyptically loud. Really bad. Like bass. You can feel the bass coming You can through. hear, like, for instance, I was walking down the street and I thought there was an event going on in the park. Oh, yeah. That's got... nowhere near where the house was playing the music. And when I got home, I could see it them. It was with that their... place. So that's been going on and off. What kind of music? The shittest, worst you know, like, you know when you take like an 80s hit and you make it trance? Yes, This trance, meld, dance. Yeah. Generic dance like, sound. Like, I think they they were playing all these horrible kind of 80s remixes with a kind of acid house. The power of love. I love that one. For I am your lady. I am your lady, yes. And, goes, and you are my man. Yes. That kind of thing. Like, <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't there, but my girlfriend said the woman next door came out at one point during the week and went... I can't fucking think. I can't think and they had a big blowout. Right. Anyway, who are these people in there? Just been a, in this a house bunch of flat you. sharers, they're all right. people who live people. together. Yeah. Anyway, cut to the other day and the music's blaring loud and I'm in the kitchen. I can't take it anymore. So there's a lull in the music, right? It stops and I shout, "You fucking can't turn your fucking shit music off." It was quiet. And then I heard the speakers kick off again, and it was "Happy Birthday to You." And it turned out there was a kids' party going on in their garden. Oh. <laughs> and I just called them all guns. <laughs> it was a bit yeah. of an error. Yeah, that's not, that's only good enough for like the half of a pilot of a sitcom. It's a, it, it, a weak opening, yeah. like like to this very podcast. It certainly is. I had something lined up. Did you? Yeah, it was about I don't know. Uh, oh, well, then you didn't have anything lined I d- up. I just don't have access to I it I had now. something lined up. I don't, don't know. Listen, I'm going to do an impression of you now. Go on.
1: and I said, you can't. fucking could I said it was a kid.
0: My interpretation of you is richer.
1: And he died. the kid died. The kid died. The fuck
0: no kids, my life. No kids have died. I've never said fuck That's my life.
1: That. i always say that.
0: Sorry, I need to stop you. Is that you some... don't need to stop me. You, you know the phrase, fuck my life, from... We both accuse See, each other of saying that. We've both never really ever said that. So I don't <laughs> no, know where it, that comes because from. Because we're using it as shorthand to sort of sum up a, um, attitude. a despairing a- attitude. That's true. Well pointed out, Paul. Hello. Now I was going to do... Yeah. I was going to do a whole proper opening thing. All Please. right. Go on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tube Show. I'm Eli Silverman. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Rewind. Okay.
2: Because <laughs> I am your lady. You know what would
0: have been like... Maybe as funny as it being a kid's birthday, if somehow they sampled you, yeah, in that moment when you said "turn that fucking shit off," and then they went "turn that shit, shit, shit." shit. It was your voice coming back "shit off." Yeah, this is you the part. This is the part of the podcast. This is the part of the podcast where I wish I'd cut to the theme tune earlier. <laughs> you haven't. Though. So I'm just going to cut to it no, now. Welcome no, to Cheap G- no, Happy weekday time. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Yo, people love noodles. It's just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. Off brand brand. Show. It's the price of shite. Paul Gannon. Eli Silverman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Hello, welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast where I, Paul Gannon and Eli Silverman go through the charity shops, bargain bins and pound lands of Great Britain and see what treasures we can find amongst the trash and what a packed show we've got today. It certainly is, apart from one element, but more on that later... (laughs) Help can't help you're it. awful. You'd be awful writing a murder mystery. Who killed Dr. Spliffs? And it's like Dr. Spliffs. And then you're like, I want more info on Dr. Spliffs before we continue. Well, he's dead now. Does he have, does he wear like a lab coat? No, he's one of those doctors that wears a lot of tweed. Ah. You know, he has one of those leather bags. And does he have a smoking case? And he talks like this. Yes, hello everybody. I am Dr. This is my stereo test. <laughs> <laughs> doctor? Doctor? Yes, sir. There's a phone call from you. It's your wife. She says she's leaving. My phone call from your wife? She She says you're Dr. Spliff's and you're you're terrible. I'm I'm going to get to the pantry and get some jam. (laughs) Not even a minute in and we've gone off the rails. Pantry jam. Pantry jam and Dr. (laughs) Spliff's. That's what we've done so far. A oh, minute right. in. Sorry, what have we got coming up <laughs> Well, we've got a today, the whole episode has and will be and is going to be dedicated <laughs> to the price of shite. The price of the shots I on the table. We got all the price of shirts. Right. A whole episode price is shy. <laughs> I was listening to some old episodes recently, and you yeah. would sometimes go hours, episodes. Without saying anything Without stupid. saying anything random and nonsense based. All right, and I'll try for the rest of this episode. Does everyone want that? Does I want, that. want Just that? for one episode, can you calm down? <laughs> you used to be intelligent. You used I to say. I'm intelligent. We used to riff <sighs> on comedy feelings. scenes. We used to have a well, bit of back was and forth. a comedy scene. The Mate, Dr. you Swift went and... pantry jam as soon as you could. <laughs> So don't go, don't even I bother. just thought, where is this person? The person would probably go back to the pantry because they're a servant who related a phone call to Dr. Spliff's. Yeah, but you were too busy going about Pantry Jam to I... allow Dr. Spliff's to, to come to life. <laughs> he was a received pronunciation <laughs> type oh, doctor yes. and he talks in a strange way. A strange way. Basically, we were listening to some stereo split tester single. Is what do they pool? even call them? It's this, Paul. It was uh, on the Duchai Grammar. <laughs> Pass, Pass the, the Deutsche grammar phone label Pass the Deutsche Grammar on the left hand <laughs> side Dr Splits would be seeing yeah. that wouldn't he uh, Pass te- the Deutsche On the left hand side Say it Say it Say it uh, Test record for setting up stereo equipment, 7-inch single. Yeah, because we forget that back in the day, stereo was an exciting thing for people who had never s- witnessed anything with their ears outside of the mono broadcast from their radio. It was it was equivalent, is it sort of, would you say, from going from black and white to colour? I guess in terms of sound, yeah. You know, you have the yeah. sound split. It would have been magical. Yes. It's like would, being there. It's like being there because it can move around. It's the stereo equivalent, or be it only in a binary way. Yeah, around your head, the stereo equivalent of when you know the train comes towards the platform in that old black and white movie yeah, yeah. that they used to dive well, out the way. Well, that's why making that comparison with film. Yeah, so it's like that. It's an apple, but one. it is. A, it's a. Fun, he's got a very funny old-fashioned because Deutsche Grammophon is like proper classical music oh yeah it's like I mean? top serious take this seriously with your panning and your bass and your treble and make sure yeah, it's, it's coming out of there and... for safety's sake make s- at one point for s- safety's what's... sake what safety's sake just to make sure you got it right the safety of you got it right Basically, oh, he's saying to be sure we're going to repeat the test for safety's sake. For safety's sake. sake, we're going to um, he doesn't say stereo, he's st- yeah, stereo, 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 funny, and we're going to be doing a next stereo test. It's like, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> how is this better English than what? Make cool, listen me. to how the guitar pans to the left and me joshing my knobbers off. Yeah. In the left channel, you'll hear the slip-slap flapping of my flaccid penis against my palm. And on the right channel, you'll hear the ejaculate splishing upon my assistant's face. Thanks. I just wanted to do that. Yeah, I know you, you did. did. I was yeah. thinking we could bank it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! This is something kind of very polite. Are we going to play some of that record for them just to... Uh... Yeah, you know what, if you send me it, I'll put it in We should now.
3: If in your apparatus the loudspeakers are in two separate enclosures, place them as close to each other as possible for the following test. If the loudspeakers are housed in the same enclosure, if for instance, you possess a stereo radiogram, then you are equally well in a position to carry out this test. You will now hear a sound three times. If the loudspeaker units are correctly polarized, it will commence between the loudspeakers and finish up in the room. You will now hear the same noise in the opposite direction from that which I have mentioned. If the loudspeakers are correctly polarised, it will commence in the room and finish between the loudspeakers.
0: It's absolutely delightful. Now, we are though. They've got serious business today. We're Paul. going to be playing A Price of Shite. So an episode long Price of Shite. Because it is an absolute stonking packed show. And does that mean there's a, a more of an opportunity for me and yourself to score high betwingage? There are petwings a plenty, I are, believe there are. have infinite petwings? I wouldn't say infinite because we don't have an infinite <laughs> amount of things to go through nor do we have time to do an infinite amount the of podcasts. We get all purpose source. And can could we achieve to... infinite petwings with the all purpose source Paul. No, I don't think so source works in a time and relative space what if the source way? what if the source has all purposes within it mate yeah remember we said earlier in the show about you talking serious <laughs> and John having pantry and having nice things pantry man <laughs> so tom who's been in touch with the show people may know him on online as a weekend lollygagger oh as, as it was the guy who sent us the Derek tapes right oh baby and those are pure gold uh, it, as of right now the Der- Derek trilogy Yes. Well, there might be one on the way. A coming. might be quality. So let me bring people up to date with the Derek situation before we get into the price okay, of sight. Good. So, yeah. so Because um, a lot of people are really worried about what's going to happen with the Derek situation. Seriously, people have, though. It's like, when is it coming back? I, I want to know. I was fucking no. sarcastic. I'm saying a lot of people will fucking give a shit about what's going on with the Derek fucking situation. The Paul. Derek situation is thus. So, at the moment, Tom is looking for the fourth story, the UFO one, which Ooh. doesn't have an ending, but he knows how it ends, so we can all have a guess of how it maybe turns out. However, right... What he's also done is sent me a big bag of cassettes. And the cassettes is Derek's life story. Apparently, he recorded his life story oh, onto no. these cassettes. Oh, there no. are about eight or nine oh, no. C90s. Yeah, And it's an hour and a half each and one. And I've spoken to Tom and I said, in all due respect, I am not going to digitize what could be seven to eight hours worth of content uh, and then go through it. And he says some of the stuff's quite poor. So I'm going to send the tapes back to him. He's going to digitize it himself and I'm going to let him upload it to his own website. So if people want to know more, they can go there. But we are going to search for the fourth story. And there are little clips we can use... So we're going to get a selection of the autobug In a few weeks' time, I'm going to pick out a few chunks. I was going to suggest that anyway, Paul. That sounds like there's probably some flipping gold in the the live story, you know? There's one or two chunks that I'm going to play in a few episodes' time as a kind of taster for the Derek to come, all right? Nice. That's what's happening there. Tom, however, also sent a huge big box, and in it was way too many cool things, and it's all a price of shite. So today's episode is going to be Tom's box, and it gives me a chance as well in this episode to talk about things that I've wanted to talk about on Cheap Show for a while and never really had the excuse. And there's one thing in coming up that I'm really excited that Tom found and sent my way because it's amazing. So, Ooh. and at the end of the episode, we will do the scores and it will be a mighty twing. There's a whole haul of petwingage coming my way then. I believe we've got six I mean, items in general are today. Are you saying it'd be impossible for me to just, like, strike out? Is that what they say? Strike I out? not. St- I don't know what you're talking about at all <laughs> in general. <laughs> Would it be possible for me to score no petwings? I mean, in, in truth, why not? It's possible all the time to score no There's petwings. There's no option of infinite petwings, just There's to no, be clear. No, let's be yeah. Let me be clear. You could win nothing. You can't win everything. Yes. All right. Thank you. Just making that clear because I- because everything is infinite. Well, no, there could be infinite betwings as one of the prizes to them, one of these items. Well, look, here's, here's what he's got, right? So he's printed out two price of shite uh, sheets. Scorecards. Do I Score get one card. of those? Whoa, yeah, we get one oh, each. This is good, isn't it? And there are six items. I so- like it. Scorecards, thank you. Now, yeah. here's where things get complicated, because it says exact price, obviously two betwings. Within 25p, either way, the price, one betwing, oh, and everything else there. is zero. Nice However, one. he's also put this, and I don't really know if I like it, gambling. If you nominate an item as the exact price, let's just say, oh, that's definitely 50p, I'm going to gamble. You'll love this. Right, and get it right, then it doubles the betwing. Oh, yeah. But you can only nominate one item from the whole range. Gamble on one item if you so want to if you're to sure that the... If you feel real good about it. If you, yeah, if one item is like, on the nose, yeah. Now, um, that's all I have. So, guess, actual, and between. Oh, but total. then, no, have you read this, Paul? If you get it wrong when you gamble, yeah, you score zero, even if you were within the 25p range of oh, one percent. So, twink. okay, that's so if the you, gamble. Shoot if you roll the dice yeah, and lose, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not, I don't it's like it. It's not worth it because you, yeah, we've we I'm, don't have to use the gamble, do we? If I was more confident in my abilities, maybe I'd take a risk. But come on, mate. Okay. It's been a shit show the last few. He's got an unusual spelling of betwing here with an R. Did you see that? Per twing? Mate, we're going to have to have well, a Well, there's chat. no official there spelling. Is. There is. One of the episodes it's is P, P-E-T, is it? It's P dash. Oh. Twing. Oh. So there's no vowel between the P and the T? No. Betwing. Betwing. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. So it's betwing. That is the official spelling. Getting a betwing. But uh, no, weirdly. Get my petwanger out. Because I'm getting a betwin. Mate. In it. No, no. It shoots jam, Paul. It doesn't shoot jam, Eli. <laughs> it does. It doesn't. does Nothing. Come on. Whip. I want sensible comedy situations from you this week. <laughs> okay, sorry. And not just mouth vowel sandwich. <laughs> mouth vowel sandwich. Petwango. So I just wanted to say that. Fine. Um, we don't have to gamble. That's where I was. <laughs> I like these rules, man. It's nice. It's very beautiful. It doesn't, it's not very clear, though. What on whether you have to gamble one of your items? No, you don't have to. Okay. So if you, and decide you're saying now with, you won't? I'm not gonna. I I don't have any confidence in no. Guessing I the mean, prices. if it was, in, especially with their second hand items, it's yeah. almost impossible because with a sort of new item, you might be, have been to the shop and seen. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? But with a second hand item, it's going to be different. And London in prices versus London, yeah. Manchester prices versus Edinburgh prices. Exactly. You know, it's, and it's, do we know what part of the country these all came from? Or different places? Or he's got the paper in his hand. It's unfortunately it's the paper that has none of the information that i needed uh eli i'm just going to confess it now no, because we don't can't you... this is we can't hang a lantern on this paul <laughs> forgot the letter with the information or with the how much it was in and general all the way back in harrow and they also forgot the uh we're in the house of ham and eggs the twins, so there will be I no don't, so I, to I, have. I don't know right now what the scores are so i feel like the guy who broke the ejaculations in a day record on his last one no, I'm not going to accept <laughs> that as anything humorous and an analogy for what we're going through right now. I'm blocking that. I'm putting a stake in the heart of that comedy All right, suggestion. fuck you, mate! You're the one who fucked up royally. This is like when I didn't bring the sheet. The plan is now we're recording as of th- as of this recording Sunday. <laughs> We've got a bit of business to do in Norwich. Going bit alien hunting. Bit of business, hunting. yeah. And then after that, we're going to come back and we're going to record the between part of the show. Just got to sort out business stuff. So for the listener... Norwich. Yeah, that's where where it is. How are we getting there? Magic magic carpet ride. So, shut up. I didn't... We're going going all the way to Norwich. Yeah, Rendlesham Forest. Fuck me. If you're I haven't even got any clean undies. (laughs) This segment's gone on for far too long. So for the listener... I'm ready to play. For the listener... I'm excited. They will get the whole experience. For us, we'll have to... Belay the betwings until a later recording belay session. Belay them. Belay. <laughs> That's the right word, isn't it? Belay? No. What, There's a, no a... belay. Belay and delay are two words. Belay. Asking the internet. It's not a word, mate. Belay. Just accept it. Uh, this doesn't say nothing. No, it doesn't. Literally, you Google... You Google whacked. Belaying is a variety of techniques climbers use yes. to create friction within a climbing system, particularly yeah. Yeah, on a so climbing rope. It's the ropes rope. that climbers so use. That's well. a, so that a falling climber does not fall very far. Belaying. <laughs> it's nothing else. We've all learned what the word belaying means. We are going to have to delay our gratification. Delay the belay. <laughs> <laughs> on the betwings, Paul, yes. is what you're trying to say. But the listener will get it all in one big healthy many- podcast package. Look, I've thought of another... Slightly s- different meaning for the word per twing. Right. So you say how many, per-twin? how <laughs> many per twings per twing? How many? per-twings? Well, that would mean we have to call the items twings. I'm John Per Twing. <laughs> Mate, focus. F- just, just keep it together. Jam and fudge. Jam and fuck <laughs> me. Right. Let's just let's just get this I'm going. Ma- I'm ladies fucking and gentlemen. Pool. Let us begin the epic price odishto. I'm rock sharp. Ready for this. Do you want to do the song? Is it a the price of shite? Do you want to okay, stop again? Do you want to do the price of right song properly? The price of shite song? Yeah. Do you want to do that properly? Now, okay. do it. It's the fucking price of shite. 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 And that is right. Thank you. And let's start with what I think are the meekest of the items on the list today. The meek, meek items. The meekest items. The ones that will neither nally or nilly us. Okay. <laughs> You've started now. Don't think, you start? Is it like is it like some virus where I'll mouth just mouth nonsense virus? Mm, billy Ding Dongs. Billy Ding Dongs. Uh, so what are we starting with? The meekest? Oh, you're going to get it out for me now. Yeah, okay. okay. We'll start with these. These are called two sound buttons. And what are they, Eli? These are two buttons. Uh, big buttons, about three and a half inches across each, in uh, hard plastic packaging. Um, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like buttons. You press them. One is red, and it says the word no on it, Paul. And the other is green, and says the word yes. These are novelty items. I guess they're for, like, playing games or... And we're going to open them up now, but it's that terrible kind of packaging that is... Oh, extremely annoying. I've dealt, dealt oh. with it. Yeah, there you go. It does actually work. Oh. So they've got a little battery pack at the back. Do you have to provide your own batteries? Oh, yeah, I guess so. We don't have any batteries. Oh, do I? Hang on, I'm going to have a look in me magic bag. I... Paul's little magic bag Do I, I would expect that when you press it it's the yes button it says yes Paul that would be my guess Paul's little magic bag full of dreams and things is it full of dreams? Paul's little magic bag full of dreams and things and hairs oh, it's got batteries in but oh no they're double A that's and we need big. triple we need, A we need, we need the little ones on. got a controller. Paul's oh. uh, Pause, magic bag I magic don't think that's bag. those are big ones as well no these are these are right I'm just going to borrow them for this. Okay. Here we go. I'm putting the batteries from the remote control and not from Paul's magic bag. It's full, full of, of hairy clumps. Things. Clumpy, wishy washy hairs smelling very fishy. Right. Let's see if this works. I've put batteries in. Is there a switch? No. He cleans out, we out go. his bag. Uh. Another That's disappointment not. on the way to not getting any patwings. <laughs> Basically, is how I see this whole bit, Paul. Wait. Uh, no, it don't work. There's no switch. Try right? it in that one. Okay. Try yeah. them in that one. Okay. Maybe it's just this button's buggered. Okay, I'm uh, putting these batteries in and clicking it in there. Yeah. There we go. Mine what works. What did it say? Uh, uh, yes! <laughs> it says yeah, speakers different on ways. the back. Speakers on the back. Well, yes. Yeah. Let's go through the whole side. All right, here we go. So we've got. Uh, <laughs> yes! And. Uh, yes! I wanted this one going. Oh! Yes! Yes! That's a robot voice, yeah. Right? Yes, 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 yes. That's, uh, yes, that's yes, self explanatory, yes, yes. really. Yes! Oh, yeah, that's. <laughs> he a... like that one. Yes! Because he's like. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know. Yeah,
0: baby! That's
1: oh, yeah, baby. baby! Well, yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh well, Mysterious. How, how long is this going to go on for? I don't know. Maybe there's an, an infinite yes. amount of yeses on there. <laughs> no, we're back around.
2: Give me a Y. Give me an E. Give me a yes.
0: Yeah. Mate, that must what be if it's got last one. all the yeses in the world on it? <laughs> <laughs> <It> sounds, <laughs> That's like uh um, sounds like Mariarty. It, it does, doesn't it? Or like Let me see, and chong. these maybe I put these in the in this one wrong. I wanna I wanna know I wanna get the no working. Well just check the way round I've got I mine. did, I put them in the right way. Let's have a look again. It just doesn't work. The no button doesn't work. Too negative. Bad vibes, you know. Oh mate, the no button doesn't work. Oh, oh well. Oh terrible world killing, I mean, landfill filling, crap. So that is our first item in that segment. So, Eli, what do you no think? No use this. The, the uh, amount of like I could resources tr- that went into making that. are useless The amount thing. of fun that you'd actually have with it. Do you know what I mean? Because that's the thing. The reason this exists is so like some twat At a party, in the office. You just go, no, 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 you've gone through him. No, no worse not even than a party. That some cunt who works in an office and he's got his own his own little room and he's got a desk with a newton's cradle on and a picture of garfield saying i hate mondays and he's got a button like that in and someone comes in and goes hey frank have you got the papers have you got the numbers yet for uh next week's uh, quarterly meeting and he goes eh, and he goes yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and it's like no frank can you just talk like an adult do you have them it's like it's like the, it's a ricky gervaisy office kind yeah. of thing isn't it all right just horrible just yeah. terrible. We both hate them. Maybe you could use it at a push if you're doing a game show. You could, but then... But, you know, a game so, show you do on your own, in your house, in your bedroom, by yourself, at midnight, lonely, crying, pants around your ankles, what, slamming the yes button down, pretending it's a woman's well, you sexual could, you voice. Know, it, it could, a kid could enjoy it, but you wouldn't want to give it to a kid, because no. then you'd hear it all day long, wouldn't you? And on the bus and stuff. Right. I was how on the bus the think... other day, Paul. Yeah. There was a, a child who had this spider-man rattle like a wheel drum that was like a wheel on the long sort of cane a stick yes like so every time you move it along like a rattle which works like a wheel along the ground yeah just shaking it smacking it on the thing just like um his mum was on the phone and it was just like i I just i don't know (laughs) what a great anecdote right Right, let's crack on (laughs) apparently they have 10 sayings on that sounds about right doesn't it yeah so, yeah, novelty, stupid thing for, for a boss to have who you despise called Frank. Do you think one of the no ones was like, uh, no, maybe? What else? We'll never know. I could try and get inside and fix it. See if It's a loose connection, but why? Oh, yeah. Right, how much do you think it is for the two puzzles? Uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You with go first, this? first. Right, I'm going to say, because they're both together, I'm going to say they sold for one pound fifty. So I'm going to write one pound fifty on mine. Uh, and this is the buttons, right? Yes. Um, what, have you, what are you saying? And we don't know what part of the world this is from. Saint Albans, I think was he's it from. new, it was new in the no, works. It's not, this. It's not so well, second now, because they got it in a charity shop. Okay. These are all charity shop finds, by the way. Okay. I do so, know it's a charity shop. I just forgot. I mean, when I when we do this when we do the segment later, I'll find the letter and I will correct everything. So stay tuned for the end of the episode for the betwings and the important background information to set this whole quiz up. <laughs> We're doing all right, Paul. We're doing all right. test. We're doing a stereo test. Is that Dr. Spliff's again? Right, next one is this. Item number two. Eli, say what you're seeing. Oh, it's a little puzzle that could have you. It says on it. Yeah. The puzzle that could have you, and then the puzzle's name, written in billiard balls, snookered.
3: Well, they're they're written on
0: snooker balls then, aren't they? Yeah, but they're all billiard billiard balls. They're billiard balls. No. Snooker is a, a particular type of billiards. No. It's a billiard table what well, Are they called billiard balls? The brand of those are billiard balls. That's what they're called, billiard balls. Whether you use them in pool or snooker or billiards, it's a billiard ball. I think you can interchange them. For the sake of this discussion, snooker balls. All right, All okay. Right? I but feel I think, like I've wasted everyone's time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do think you can use the term billiard balls to refer right. to snooker balls. I okay. might be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, this is some kind of puzzle. I wonder in what little kind box. of puzzle it is. Ooh. Oh, I didn't expect it to be that. I thought it was going to be like cards or something. But the whole box... It's sort of a top-down view on a snooker table. Yes. The six pockets. I'm just trying not to damage it too much with taking the tape off. Yeah, it's quite nice. It's a very old game, isn't it? And then inside, you have another representation of a snooker table. This you is see that? a Wellington's game. Nice. Not Waddington's, which I thought it said, but Wellington's It game. is like a dice game, essentially, it looks to me, because they're all cubes. There's Oh, hang on. How to play snooker. Eight cubes. There are eight cubes. And they have different numbers and combinations of balls. It's green, I should say. Uh, balls on each side of each cube. mate, mate stop tapping the table with balls in your fingers because you've got a flat surface right in front of you which is there and this makes noise and you sound like an incompetent cunt i'm getting sweaty and unhappy (laughs) so yeah he's got eight plastic cubes and on the sides of each are arrangements of different colored billiard balls snooker balls i said that i know but i'm saying it with clarity here we go how to play snookered place the cubes together in two rows of four to make a snooker table place them okay so place the cubes together in two I'm rows of four to make you a say, snooker table so please be yeah. clear so two rows of four and that are, that arranges it into the snooker table shape yes. right then arrange them to show three sets of snooker balls one on the top one on the bottom and one on the four sides of the table a set of snooker balls comprises 15 reds and one oh, of each like white that. black pink blue brown green and yellow so i don't understand the range so you have to arrange them to show Three sets of snooker balls. What does it mean, though, three sets? How are you showing three sets? Three complete sets. sets. So one face has, like, all of them. Yeah. Another Uh, face has all of them. No, arrange them to show three sets of snooker balls. Where? Where are the three sets being shown? You know what I mean? It's like, wouldn't it be four sets? No, it's just each face. then you've got two left over. Let me see that. God, I don't like this game. (laughs) Place the cubes. They're pretty. Two rows of four. Go on, do it. You do it. I'm doing it to make a snooker table. I do it. You do it. Yeah. Right. Done it. Then so really just and random to show three sets of snooker balls one on the top. One on the bottom and one on the four sides oh, of I the see. table. Oh, I see. So, okay, so on the top, you see now you've yeah. got to have the the snooker table arrangement with the number of support, white number of balls on the bottom of those that arrangement. You've got to have it. It's an uh, and uh, then like, around the sides. It's a cuboid. What is it? It's like a plank shape, yeah. basically. And it's they mean each face of the plank. So shape. So one surface has to show a complete set. The bottom surface does, and the set edge basically or, has to. Is that right? The yeah. edges. Is that's where your three sets surface. come from. Okay. So that. Yes. So it's a. Yeah. I don't like this. A set of snooker balls comprises. Blah, 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 blah. Solution included, it says. Well. Is it? It's not. I don't see it. We've lost the solution. It's the, the only, only thing that's missing from this. This will be forever unsolved because are you going to have a go at this? I'm not going to have a go at this. I'm, I don't know. But it's a pretty thing. It's a nice, the nice, the way they've done the inlay, of the. Yeah, as a snooker table as well to hold the box. The, I quite the like in. it as an aesthetic. Aesthetically, I like I it. Quite like it. Yeah, but as a game, I couldn't no. be more unimpressed. This is the kind of thing where you show it to a child today, and they'd be like, "I play computer games." Something. I You're not my real dad. Stop <laughs> trying to get on with me. I thought you'd like me. snooker I don't day. try and be the dad of just people's kids. Not at randomly. I'm just saying. In, in my, you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> Why, why bother trying uh, to create a comedy situation know, with you? I because i sweaty. Here we go. So how much do you think you have to have first guess of this? Um, the snooker puzzle game. What do you think that's going to be worth? or how much it costs, rather, from a charity shop. I'm going to find 150 for this, uh, this one, uh, Paul, But i I'm going to go with just £1 on the nose. Oh, we are swapping our positions as vis-a-vis the first item, yes. which uh, was the uh, yes-no buttons. Excellent. So, do you prefer this to the yes-no buttons, though? Yes, I do, yeah. because it's, yeah. it's not pointless completely. At yeah. least this is a challenge, and it's, again, a word, you know, a brain... Bender. But maybe it's so hard that the solutions are gone and no one will ever... Cause No one will ever. They Will ever know. Or well, maybe someone solved it and then went charity shop. Daddy, daddy, don't forget the solution. Fuck him. Fuck him, he's thinking. Oh, I don't want to put the solution. I paid money. Oh, you're, you're not my real daddy. Why does that <laughs> keep coming up? No. So, as we go into the first mm. interval... I, say, I said <laughs> yeah. the puzzle game is £1 and the sound buttons were one fifty. As we go into the first interval, like yeah, it. Just it. Like, and you can t- tell, I, ladies and gentlemen, that I am fucking losing it. You say this every fucking week <laughs> to the point me. where when have you ever had it? Not only have I got no energy, I'm sweating. I feel like. Oh. Again, fucking talk about repetition. So we're buying people what you've said. Okay. For. Oh, I've just. You've written them in the wrong I'm fucking the place as well. Fuck me, what is wrong with you today? you useless spam javelin <laughs> That's not yours spam I don't javelin. give a fuck whose it is right, you are what was one? the first fucking item? you fucking scotch egg of f- oh he's now he's pubic so bi- grotesqueness <laughs> you might a scotch egg of pubic grotesqueness <laughs> yes, I quite like are. that yeah. So I Your said you're Cadbury's cream egg, mate. I want to wrap this segment up quick, quick, quick. Filled with dog bums, right? I said one pound. I said one pound for the puzzle game and one pound fifty for the two sound buttons. What did you say? I the... said one pound for the sound buttons and one fifty for the puzzle game. It's right. in the right place now. Disaster averted, as they say. To the next segment. Yay! <laughs> Item number three. Here we go. Item number three is, according to this list, it's four books, four times books. Four so times books, four annuals here. I'm gonna give. They're all um, annuals. I'm gonna give four? two to you, and I'm gonna have two. So here's right. two for you. I'm gonna start with this one because I hate these, and let's get out the way. It's a Magic Eye two book. Oh, it's Magic. What are Magic Eye twos? It's just the book's called cool. Magic Eye 3. Oh, well, that is exactly shows that these are these? fucking no good for me Can you do these? Then. No, you can't do them. This is the point I'm going to, about to make. Because I only have one working good eye. Do you? Yeah, this eye doesn't work. It, it barely sees anything when I cover my good eye up. I can just kind of see blobs of colour. But you don't wear glasses. I should. But the, even if I do wear glasses, it can't fix this eye. What happened to your eye? Born like that. It's just—it's a lazy so your left eye. Isn't good. Listen, I'll show you. Right, I'm going to stare at my nose, right, and then I'm going to stare at you. You watch this eye and see how slow it reacts to me instantly looking at your way. Right, here we go. All right, and here we go. Ready? watch this eye. Yeah, I'll stare at you now. Ready? Hey, weird! <laughs> We're all slow, like yeah. Terminator or something. It yeah. tracked all slowly. It's like, uh, so, oh, hey. so the eye's slow and it doesn't see very well. So this eye does all the hard work and this eye slacks off. I see. But as a result, I don't have the depth perception needed to make yeah, magic. Yeah, it's eye. about that, isn't it? It's about yeah. focusing. Uh, yeah. Beyond, let me just see if I've got it. I'll nap. never see the schooner. Uh, what is this? What's this one? Here we go. So you have you seen? Can you see these? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So the book is. What do you is, have to do again? I don't know. Stare through it, basically, isn't it? It's like you you have to imagine you're staring through the magic eye picture. Oh yeah, here we go. There are viewing techniques in the book. It's a coffee table book. If you've got one, you've seen them all. But Eli is staring into the void right now. Staring into the void. And what does he see? He's in. He's locked in. Are you seeing anything? Yeah, it's a uh, like a dragon's head. Whoa, like a dragon's head. Yeah, you know. To be fair though, it's you... like a dinosaur. It's like a T Rex. Is that what it is? Do we? Should I, we don't, know. There, I right, don't know if there. I don't know if there are answers in it. To be fair, there will be. There will be at the back. Look here. we oh, go. Oh, there are. Yeah, You're yeah. right. I'll show you what it is. So, see if I got that right. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. What's that? Page thirteen. Yeah. Page thirteen, and yeah, it, it's a T Rex leaning over some palm trees. Yeah, you can see his little hand. Cool. Yeah. I can just do it. Cool. I I mean, I've always kind of been a bit sad I can never see them. It's a mad effect because it is is sort of psychedelic because it's purely in your head. It's purely this sort of it's a sort mm, of like a Discover your magic eye. Focus your eyes if you're looking at a faraway object. This is called diverging your eyes. One easy way to do this is hold the book against your nose and pull very, very slowly away. Mm. Do not focus on the image, let the image come into focus. Another way to do this is to focus on a reflection on the shiny cover and then just keep staring at the reflection. Yeah, I just defocus, basically. Yeah. And then just sort of just try and sort of look. Don't look anywhere in particular, sort of thing. Yeah, and then it sort of comes into view, and then you sort of focus on that. You I've see never, I mean? I've never figured out how it works, though. You know, what I don't want to They how encode they it. So it's kind of like when you put like a red filter up against one of those images, and it shows you the red. <sighs> I don't know how they work either. I think it's a computer technique where they can just sort of. This was big in the like nineties. Was it was a huge it magic fad, I- wasn't it? It was a huge the, fad in the film. It was Ma- about at the same time as like global hypercolor and all of that, wasn't it? Yeah, because I remember it was in the film Rats. One character throughout the whole of the film is just staring at this magic eye, trying to see it. And everyone else just walks back and goes, "Oh, it's a sailboat." Yeah. Oh, way. It's oh, like, oh right. God damn it! That's the joke. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely, like, do you remember there used to be, like, fractal posters? The same kind of shop where you'd get fractal posters. What are fractal posters? Like the Mandelbrot set and all of that, those kind of patterns, those mathematically produced... Oh, no, um, vaguely. Like, cut, all right. Yeah, cut, yeah, yeah. posters. They were huge. People know about fractal. When I was in university, there was a shop. Every university town probably had one in the 90s that was, like, a trippy, hippy shop. Yes. And they always had magic eyes, didn't they, in them? Massive posters of, like, Wolves howling at the moon yeah and magic eye books and joysticks magic eye and crystals and they'd have fractal posts do you know there. what I bought there once to impress a girl remember this is 1997 I bought ear cuffs you know those little cuffs you put in your ear instead of getting them pierced you just put a little metal kind of yeah cuff on it oh, Christ now look who made this 3d illusions by n e thing enterprises mm-hmm. n for n e not anything but n e thing yeah, I think it's a joke I know, but why make it a joke? Why just call you? You can do it on video as well. There's Magic Eye video. Yeah, I guess that is, makes sense. Yeah. Basically, it's the same thing. You can do the same. Anyway, thing. book number one. What's a book that you want to talk about? Uh, my first book here, Paul Purnell's Adventures in Time Word Book. See, I looked this up very briefly, and it's and was... by Hutchings. And there's what looks like some Care Bears, really, and another, another dinosaur. Um, they're in a jalopy. There's a pig. There's a frog. There's a dog. There's an elephant. By the and way, two bears. By the way, uh, everything we're looking at and touching today is going to be a picture on our website. So go to our website, thecheapshow.co.uk, to see pictures of the things we're touching. Now, is that called the inner sleeve? What's the first bit that isn't part of the it's, book? I don't know between depend- the uh, the hardcover cover and the. Well, they would call it a splash page, wouldn't they? It Wick? is a splash something page. Something like that, but it's it not quite. It opens with a splash page of a dinosaur. A dinosaur, and there's it's a big diplodocus or something in some water. There in the foreground, there's an abandoned picnic. Mate, can we? Right, okay. So um, here's here's what I'm going to say. I don't want you to just describe everything you're seeing in the book <laughs> in detail. We don't need to know that. Tell There's us a what guy on th- the car and there's, a, ooh, there's eyes there. And, oh, I like it. It's a kid's book. That's what yes. we want to get. It's a kid's <laughs> book where these characters, these bears and these crazy animal characters in a jalopy travel through time. Oh, it's I, time travel. I like this. I thought this was based on a TV. it's from. I 91. thought it was based on a TV or cartoon property. Some kind of property. No, nope. nothing. The only thing I can find is that this book exists and there's no other information Good books, bucket of books. All these websites I went to just literally didn't. Some of them didn't even have an image to go with the scanned information they had on this book. It's so it's quite obscure. But apparently, Purnell made a lot of kind of entertainment educational books for kids. Ah, and this must be just one of them. Yes, it is because the first thing is ancient. It's about history, obviously, isn't it? Because it's got ancient, they go to different times in their jalopy. It's the time machine made. is like an old time jalopy or. A car that um, Penelope Pitstop would drive with her, yeah, in the wacky races or something, Mac- isn't it? One of yeah. those old school, a Keystone ones. Cops kind of car, like isn't it? A Model T Ford yeah. or whatever, um, and it goes. <laughs> I bet it does, but it travels in time because there's some kind of hamster or something. Or oh, is he a doggo? Dog. The Mad Professor. No, yeah, the Mad Professor. Somehow. He's a dog. He's like Doc Brown. He's got specs on. Four years before Doc Brown. Oh no, Brown. he's called Professor Bark a lot, so the name is a clue to his species as I well. I like the pig's name, Tom Trotter. These look like penises here. Mm. Big red dog's penises. Right, um, I'm going to move on. Barely, there's one called. Barely what? There's one called Pack Lunch. No, that appears to be an actual Pack Lunch. Croker Frog's twin brother. Sir Swiney Todd. Sir Swiney Todd. I mean, I like the name. Uncle Trunkle. He's the elephant. Uncle Trunkle. Hang on, did you write this fucking book? Croker Frog. I think you went back in time and wrote this fucking book. Wolfgang Hound, Tom Trotter, Fluff. Croker Frog's twin brother? (laughs) What's going on? Lord Main Lion. I like this. <laughs> I like the uh, artwork. It's beautifully put together. Yeah. It's like well made. I like. It, it does feel like it's. It's like it's meant to be tied it's in with a like bit- Hanna Barbera cartoon because it's got that same kind of style. So sometimes they speak. They don't use speech bubbles, but there's bits yeah. where you are there talking. The Greeks we got in there. You don't. Again, you don't have to describe every page. <laughs> Just give us the great. We've only got so much time. Greeks, uh, the Romans, of course, you got them, and uh... yeah, I'm just going to take the book off you now because because <laughs> it's like I've gone to a fucking ward during visiting hours. Give me the book back. The Sun King. Oh, is that well, Louis the Fourteenth? Then there's more characters here. Naughty Rabbit, Madame Bush, Madame Bush. <laughs> oh no, wait there, I have got that wrong. Madame Bell, and oh. she's standing next to a bush. Um, Right, put the bell in the bush. Yeah. And then what happens? All squirters. Stop it. (laughs) Squirty, squirty. Dr. Frond. (laughs) Lady Farthingale. Stop looking at the book. You're not doing anything. Anyway, that's the book. It's a kid's book. Now it's time for my next book. Your next book. We've got four books to get through. We're halfway. This is a good one. Let's see it. Oh. It's Gordon the Gopher Annual. Gordon the Gopher Annual. 1989. In the UK, kids TV, which is around, what, three o'clock to five o'clock on BBC One, Came from a place called the Broom cupboard, where a presenter and a puppet would do links between the TV shows and the cartoon shows that kids like to watch when they got it home. Always from school. ended with Newsround. Now, Newsround within that block or just outside it? No, it was no, it was always Newsround, then like a drama or a play, like Green Tail or Biker with, Grove, and right. then it would go over to Neighbours, and then okay. go over to Six O'clock News, wouldn't it? And Neighbours was kind of in between. Very yeah. popular with kids. Neighbours was, wasn't it? Anyway, one of the hosts, the world famous Philip Schofield, who is like you know the cuddly TV UK personality we all love and adore, had. A a puppet in his broom cupboard tenure and that was Gordon the Gopher which was a puppet was it ongoing live as well Gordon the Gopher was mute though Gordon the Gopher he had a squeaky mouth no he just squeaked no Ed the Duck squeaked didn't he just talk to you into your... Didn't into he just, his ear. Yeah, I think it was a like sooty, sooty thing. Sooty, yeah. So Gordon the Gopher was a big branding success for the BBC and part of its branding success... I think there was a video game. I might be wrong on that. I wonder why, because it's such an uninspired puppet. Do you know what I mean? It's such a nothing puppet. Well, you could buy it as well. It was like the Flat Eric of its time. Yeah, where you but just it's buy not, it. it doesn't have the style that Flat Eric... You know what I mean? The actual puppet has Do you know it. what it was? I think it was because... It, he became synonymous with Philip Schofield, and, and they Schofield both was a big sort of star. Yeah, with kids. And, and I think it it was very endearing to a generation of kids who remember a certain time of TV being Philip Schofield, you know, Gordon T. Gopher together. Yes, you know it's just one of those things. So here's an annual based on oh, look at the um, the graphics. That's so eighties. Uh, first page. I don't know what you call it. It's a splash page. That's not it's a splash got, page. It's got it, it, it's got a man in finchcoffin. I think. Puppy. Excruciating detail about stupid shit no one gives a fuck about. <laughs> angry angry so this is gordon T. Is someone Gofer. actually written in that yeah there's loads of snow it's just the font is like he scribbled on it oh. like gordon the gopher scribbled his own version I prefer of my book this is shit so uh, yeah no phillips gofield's writing in the text and and gordon the gopher's oh, writing in the really? hand thing oh really and that looks like my anal what does that say my, annu- my oh, annual annual annual, annual. Oh, I see Gunty go for. Can't spell spell. because he's a standing for the kids in the audience, is he? Is that what's his character? What was his character? He was an annoying little shit. He was, you know. He was an annoying little shit. Look at his stupid yellow face. Fuck him. Has he got a girlfriend there? That's not appropriate. Hang on. Fuck this. It is his girlfriend, Glenda. Oh, he had a girlfriend. (laughs) Guess where she lives? Firmingham. 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 i getting a Firmingham looking at her fucking face. She lives with her mum and dad. She's a good laugh. She's dead clever and makes her own clothes. Yeah, so this is shit. Can we stop? I hate him. And then look, there's all these cartoon st- ep- strip. What does he do? He does fuck all, doesn't he? He's useless. Look at his stupid legs. His doesn't look like a go- gopher. He looks like a fucking omelette. He some... looks like a, a hairy walking omelette. cute fairy puppet. He's not. He's shit. Look at this shit do you hear, graphic design. Do you want to hear one of, I'm, No, I'm fucking wa- bored, Do you want to hear of one of Gordon's groaners? I'm fucking... Oh, this this is going to be shit. What's yellow and flickers? A fucking gopher wanking himself off in the night from the distance. I thought that was quite good. It was not too bad. <laughs> a lemon with a loose connection. Uh, I hate that. I hate the whole formulation of jokes. What's thick and yellow? Stupid custard. <laughs> what lies in the gutter and moans loudly? Eli J. Some oh, of them. <laughs> no, what does? Uh, it's th- a car with a broken windscreen God, wiper. Can we stop? Honestly, Paul. I'm going to (laughs) wank. You're going to wank to it? To Glenda, yeah? Or to Gordon? Or both of them together. There's some shots of them together in the... uh... Gordon saves Christmas. He's a big yellow splat. He was shit. I hated him at the time. Right, we're moving on. (sighs) My last book. Yeah, what is it? It's a Care Bears book. And we've talked about Care Bears, the end. (laughs) No, but this actually belonged to someone. Oh, who was it? Melanie Hampton. Ooh, I Love Care Bears she's Am- Imagine if she's listening to this right now going, "This my annual. She didn't have t- room on the line provided to write uh, Well, the book didn't ask care her bear. to write that, though. it just no, said, it this, book this belongs, belongs to-, to. It's up to her to write I Love Care Bears. That's her fault. It is, and she's, at- but her. she's made up for it by pointing a little arrow yeah. from the word care to the be- word bear, which is written below. Mm-hmm. Just so you don't just, lose your way. Just so you don't, know. don't you know. Look at us taking the piss out of what might be a seven-year-old <laughs> girl's a seven-year-old. spelling. Yeah. Oh, uh, terrible! Oh, marzipan Rainbows. It's a, it's a Marvel um, annual because you it's can very, tell with the slickness of the artwork. Well, it's a UK Marvel specifically because they yeah, have they a had look pretty and pretty slick work The UK Marvel, didn't they? They did. But they, they, they they bought, we saw the Ghostbusters co- comic. Yeah, is that right. Same people. But the thing is, you the, the, the page layouts and the cartoon drawings and the uh, the strip layout are very similar to the real Ghostbusters. So it's kind of like a Hog style to churn them out, really. Yes, and... Um, I used to buy Excalibur, which was like a sort of Marvel comic, but it, Captain Britain was the sort of leader. Okay. And that also had a very similar sort but of But they never style. had a Daniel, did they? No, this was maybe much later and was a proper superhero comic. But, right, but it had that familiar Marvel... And I get the feeling it was that sort of, yeah, the, the UK style. Marvel, especially in the colouring Yeah, and the line work. It's kind of um, almost... I don't want to say pastely, yeah, but so it's almost it's a bit washed out, but yeah. very um solid at the same time. So yeah, this is this is oh, she's done all the puzzles. That's a shame. So the stories in here with the Care Bears, the Care Bear cousins, you know, obviously it came out after the movie, so they were churning these things out. And as we've already seen in the past on this podcast, they were fucking not shy about whoring their content. All it was was just toys selling toys. Buy this. Oh, I was I was this told stuff. as well. Follow up. You know, we played that single and it was like all oh, those characters saying, I can't wait for you to buy our new single yeah. coming out 14th of September. Yeah. And don't forget to buy the movie. And call the line. And then yeah. go, when your mum's asleep, just take all of the money. Yeah. But all those voices weren't from the original Kill film. Kill your parents. All those voices weren't from the original film. They were just soundalikes from some UK studio who yeah. was like... The year the film wants and try to badly yeah. copy it. I ain't got no daddy. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird callback this has become. <laughs> right, so yeah. how much do you think those annuals cost? Oh fuck it Do you know what is hurting me, Paul? The knowledge all together. You've um, you left the betwings at home all together. You I'm left not Poindexter. He's got nothing to guard. Where is he? He's on the floor. What's he doing on the floor? Trying to escape. All right, Pointexter. There he is. He's got nothing to guard. He's just going to sit there then. All right, good. So Dad, quickly. you were going to punch him then? Quickly. I wasn't going to punch him. Just quickly. we got to keep going. Books. Is it, it's not my turn to guess the it's books not. first. I it's yours. Yes. I'm going to Shut say. Up! I'm going to say £2 right. for a all. £2 pound for a all. And what do you say? I'm gonna go three pound. Three pound, all right. He puts three pound. Four books three pound. Right, let's race on to the next exciting segment. Are you ready, boys and girls? Because here we go. <laughs> Come on, Eli. Records time. You like your records, don't you? You like your records. Can we talk about records with old Mr. Ganny Wanny Woo Woo? Oh, Ganny Woo Woo, talk to you about your records. Fuck you, fuck you, huh? No, fuck I'm it. doing the accent. You yeah. have to now be Eli. Hey, lovely, lovely, lovely. Your uh, <laughs> records. Anyway, Eli's being a big dickhead because he can't really get his shit together for the one piece of effort he has to make during a week to record. I like a your effort! make the effort. Right, so we are now going to talk about the next section, which <laughs> is, uh, funnily enough, a record section. We are talking about the six singles and one flexi that we've been sent by Tom, and there's a lot to get through, and luckily we can discount a load of them Let's right just off the Let's just Tick them off there. Tick them off. Oh, I've got a headache. Have I got a migraine or something? I, 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 I don't got know. A I'm not you. Have you got a migraine? Have you got a headache? I've got a bit of a headache. <laughs> well, then, yes, you've got a headache. Oh, <sighs> So the ones we're dismissing are the Smurf song by Father Abraham. <laughs> Fucking abysmal. What's this one go like? Oh, I mean, the, the, the Smurfs. It's Smurfy, weird as well because he did the Smurf sort of cashing songs, but he was just this guy called Father Abraham. Yeah, and he just happened to do a bunch of Smurfs you know I mean? albums that were very what? popular. And every now and then, Is that- you pop up on Twitter because someone will post a video of look at this crazy bonkers guy like, singing, yeah, and it's uh, like do be hoop, bop. This Smurfy hurt to flip. he's like the chef. It doesn't sound like that. In my head. He sounds like the chef from Muppet but show. No, only in your head. Hergeflüten Gefühl. It does not sound the like that. Hurde chicky, hurde chicky, hurde bugefürde chicky. Come on, when he says hurde for the chicky, it's obvious, isn't it? Good when he said that. But yeah, <laughs> and Father Abraham says, and I quote on the song the Smurf song Herp and and no, chicky. he doesn't. He herp does not. And gerp and gerp and gerp, and and chicky. So you're not going to play any no. to prove yourself wrong. I've just sung it. Heard the smurf. Heard the flute, but like <that. laughs> Now the sleeve that no, this is talking in, about. Paul, it. it says Ruby Tuesday on it, which is a uh, a better song by The Doors, The Rolling Stones. Oh yeah. Next one we're discounting. Superman by Black Lace. Fuck that mess. We've talked about this, but in the song, you're allowed to sleep, wave, hitch, sneeze, walk, swim, ski, spray, match your horn, bells, okay, kiss, come here, wave, wave. They nicked it as well from a club. They heard it in a club in Germany, remember? No, they nicked everything. I what I could do. Oh, what a load of shit. This it's- is pure... And the charity cheap? shop shit. Even the release is cheap-looking because it looks like it's been printed out on your home computer and just a badly drawn. Faux yeah, it's not Superman. like a professional illustration. It's probably one of the people in the band just. Oh, uh, uh, knock this off! So that's what we've we've heard We're that dismissing that as well. And finally, because we have covered it on the episode of Cheap Show before, uh, the theme from Swap Shop by Brown Source, which is Noel Edmonds, Keith Chegwin, and we, Maggie Philbin, we, we, we have totally covered have. that. Terrible. Yes, I mean no. The actual theme is all right for the for what it is, which is the Swap Shop theme. But uh, they got rid of Edmunds on drums for the second single. They certainly did, because look at him there, pricking right out. <laughs> he's, he's trying to go, and you know he's sitting there with just his arms stretched out, going like that, like like he's yeah, no, but like he's, he's flying, going, he's giving it a look. Like yeah, I'm feeling this. Can't It's Like, can I be well. in the band? Well, you you can't sing or play the instruments. I released a song once. It wasn't very good though. What was, was it? his one? Remember, Al we, Al Al-Kazam. Johnny Al-Kazam. Or something like Alcazar, Al- Alcatraz Al- Al- Alcatraz. Yeah. We've talked that on the podcast. Wasn't that Jimmy Savile? No, it was a no. What he did uh, the Ali the or whatever right. it is. Ali the, the both the chic. in a similar way, kind of questionable. Very questionable, and both as human beings, very questionable. <laughs> uh, so we're getting rid of that. Briefly, we're going to mention this because I I felt like we'd covered this before, but you said we haven't. So what's this? There's no one quite like. Grandma. By the St. Winifred's school, school School Choir. School choir. Now I think the breakthrough was Grandad. We love you. Granddad. Because Britain we had a habit you. of really liking That's it. all I wanted to say. Britain has a habit of buying novelty songs. We've covered this in the in the past, but in the seventies and early eighties there was a trend of let's be nice to old people via piss poor ballads. And that one was by Wilfred was it Wilfred Dunn? The guy who played... He uh... played Grandad, didn't he? He played... Um... But he was in Dad's Army. Yes. And he played, you don't like it. They don't like it up them. Yes. They don't like it was up Was he em. the one who said that? Yeah. Because he meant bayonetters up the bottom. Yeah, but... yeah. You don't like it up them, yeah. they say. Or something like that. They don't like it up em. Something like that. Frog boy, frog boy, I slice you. That's... I put you no. on the table and slice you. So anyway, because he... he's the guy who's basically spent his whole acting career playing people... 40 or 30 years older than his real age because he was only in his like late 30s when he played that character in Dad's Army, and even in that song, he's playing a granddad, even though he could have been in more than his late like, 40s. So he was like the British go to actor for old men, yes. Um, so that was the first one, but this is obviously a sort of rip off of that. But was it the same choir? Oh, so is it the St. Winifred's? I, so I think remember. it is him. This is on the Music for Ple- Pleasure label or MFP, Paul. Okay, so St. Winifred's School Choir. Uh, from the Roman Catholic Primary School in Stockport, of the same name, released the single in 1980, and it went to fucking number one. Yeah, yeah. Big um, boys. Big, big, well, big girls. Big potatoes. Big potatoes. Uh, one of the children who appeared on television in the 1980s recording was a girl called Sally Lindsay, who has gone to be an actress appearing in Coronation Street. Another, Jennifer Hennessy, uh, appeared in Doctor Who and the BBC comedy The Office. So, you know... That's all right. The choir had formed in 1968 and had been recording songs since 72. So obviously different girls, different generations of songs yeah, and things like and that. Yeah, and they did Granddad, right? Oh, hang on. I'm getting to it. Okay. Uh, the conductor was Miss Olive Moore. In 78, they were uncredited backing vocalists on the hit number one song, Matchstick Men and Matchstick Cats and Dodds oh, by Brian they everywhere. Twist in the story. But there's also two of those songs, isn't there, about Lowry? Yeah, that, that that's the thing. The single concerned the paintings of L.S. Lowry and gave their choir their first appearance, which is obviously why they then decided, let's do our own breakout hit called There's No One Quite Like Grandma, and that charted in November 79. So you got nothing, there's no granddad, granddad, we love you. Right there, I looking. don't know what this song is. Hang on, in 1980, the choir signed to the Music for Pleasure, an EMI-associated label known as MFP, and released There's No One Quite Like Ga- Grandma in time for the Christmas market. That's probably why it went to fucking number one, because people's quality of what they like to listen to goes right down at Christmas. Grandma... Uh, The song was written for the 80th birthday of Queen Elizabeth's The Queen Mother in 1980 by award-winning record producer Gordon Lorenz and sold one million copies. Most of them were presents from grandchildren to their grandparents. It was at two weeks at number one and 11 weeks in the charts in total. It was the only hit for the MFP label. And then they released an album called Children's Party Time where they did songs like Waterloo and Dancing Queen. That can't be true, that it's the only hit for the MFP label. That's what it says here. Because MFP put out loads and loads and loads of stuff, LPs and stuff. Well, there we go. Next one. We're going to talk about this because we don't we like don't, I don't know what that sounds like. There's it had nothing no. to do with granddad, granddad. No, it was, just, it was just they cashed in on the popular old person song trend, which existed exactly for about 12 months. No, because there was granddad, granddad, we love you. That but, came out beforehand, I think. And didn't that have the qu- a choir on it? I need you to do some research oh, yeah. on that. Sorry, Paul. Grandad We Love You song. Grandad. Okay, Grandad is a popular song by Herbie Flowers and Kenny Pickett and was recorded by Clive Dunn. Clive Dunn's his name. Yes. Right. While starring in the long-running BBC situation comedy Dad's Army, Dunn met bassist Herbie Flowers at a party and on learning he was a songwriter, challenged him to write a song. Flowers wrote Grandad. What a move. <laughs> Go on, write us a song so I can be popular. It's called Herbie Flowers, though. You can oh, do this was released likes. in 1970 originally. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It was so years, years before. Well, 10 years before, yeah. The single was released in November 1970 and was aided by promotion on such shows as Basil Brush and DJ Tony Blackburn, claiming it as his favourite record. Oh, Tony. In January 71, it reached number one in the UK singles uh, charts for three weeks. In which time, Don was celebrating his 51st birthday and went on to spend a total of 27 weeks in the charts. But there's no choir. Does it say anything about the backing? Doesn't singers, say anything right. at all about that. So this grandma, no one is a bit of a sort of reprise of that whole thing. I thought they were released much closer to each other, but there you go, shows what okay. I know. Right, so next song we're going to get through is called This Time We'll Get It Right, England Will Fly the Flag, the England World Cup Squad. Uh, and it sounds like this... So this song was so in, again. I think we've covered this before, but it was a, it was a trend for English or certainly football teams in England to release songs on the way to the cup final as a kind of way to boost support. And, when do you think they stopped doing it? Uh, we covered it in the episode a few weeks back when we when we talked about like the outfield yeah, stuff. It was quite recently they stopped doing it. Yeah, but, uh, but they don't do it anymore, do they? I think the last hit of note was three lines, yeah. which we've covered. So yes. yeah, it doesn't really happen anymore. Back in the day, though, this is 1980, what, what do we say, 82, yeah. during the World Cup in Spain. And that would have been slap bang in the middle of that fad for having football songs. Very much Major so. tournaments. Yeah. Uh, just before, you know, people like Chas and Day got into it. Yeah. And was supporting Tottenham Hotspur, I think yeah, it was. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, this song is awful. It gets a bit more elaborate towards the end. we will say no, that for it's, it. It's pure, pure pain and torture just getting through it. It's just. It's so simple, and you can tell they've made it simple. Because it's a chanty... It's chanty, but also it's sort of like... Because they know they have to get the football squad who... But here's what... They weren't even particularly good footballers. Well, no, here's what... There's an interesting backstory to this, in that in 82, there was all kinds of controversies. Apparently, England hadn't qualified for the World Cup in 12 years. No, they had, yes. At all. And then, I think they didn't... They went out not too early into the eighty two, but they were they were knocked out but undefeated. Knocked out undefeated, which is a weird rule because of the rules they think they had two the group scoring. stages or some kind they of They had thing. many group yeah. stages and by the time England had to go up against, for example, Spain, they had already got far more points in their yeah table. Which so means was, even if they won that match, they, they wouldn't have through. had enough points to go yeah. through. So they they were Too many draws undefeated. Yeah. yeah. Um so there was also that but also at the same time the falklands war was still a thing it certainly was and so there was a whole thing about well if they do get through and they end up playing argentina that's going to be a problem because fans hooliganism, blah 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 the actual war itself the ongoing political bullshit yes and england were like maybe argentina should not play and argentina went no we're defending champions how about you fuck yeah, off yeah. and so there was all this going on so this is why the song's called this time we'll get it right it's so pathetic and apologetic because it's a sort of trying to it's the first time that they're in the competition for so long, and the so lyrics this time we'll get it right. But also the B side, "England will fly the flag," has a certain jingoistic. But it's also um, sad. It's like it. Every it's it's weird. Britain go on about you know two world wars and one world cup. But when you think about it, that one World Cup was in '66, and everything since then, every single song's been like, "We'll do better next time," or "We're shit, but we're good." You know, "We'll try," yeah, and we're gonna do it. Football's coming home. Yeah, it's coming home this year, and it's we're gonna get it. And last year we didn't, but this year we will. It's all kind of sad. There's an undercurrent of like sadness, deep, deep melancholy. Yeah, (laughs) as if, and it's weird. We still hang on to the '66 World Cup like it's some beacon of our amazing Britishness but like every other country who's won it five or six times like what? We've got loads of them mate <laughs> do you want one? Now, Here's the next one then which again is something I thought we'd covered but we hadn't it's called the postcard song sung by Kerry It's postcode a song What Paul. did I say? Post... <laughs> postcard It's the postcard song It's not the postcard song It's the everyone. postcode postcard song Are you alright today Paul? No I'm getting uh... worse as we go uh, Right so and it sounds like this has
1: some message that works for As in the postcode song So use your postcode It's so simple to do Then the people that you sent to They can do the same for you Use your postcode It's so simple to do Then the people that you sent to They can do the same for you Let it always work for you It will help your postcode Will be happy if the post is truly really snappy and arrives there when it's due. Let it always work for you, it will help your post go through. Then everybody will be happy if the post is truly really snappy and always gets there, always gets there, gets there when it's due.
0: And it's interesting because this song is obviously made- a song to promote postcodes paul because and in a in a slightly well, the b side is the letter song which is also promoting the use of the mail in general i think it's basically saying aren't oh, letters lovely you should send more and letters and also postcodes are good because uh, although introduced in the 70s, maybe people weren't using them enough. There was some kind of push. I'm trying to think no, why this was, would have been written. It was just, I think they've got, what's the B-side going to be about? I don't know, fucking letters. Right. Let's write our lovely letters No, are. but I'm talking about the A-side. Why is the A-side about postcodes and how you should use a postcode if you're going to send a letter? Which is essentially what it is saying. It's sad, though, because I thought this was going to be the one by The Who, the postcode song. Did they have one called the postcode Yeah, song? it's called the postcode song. Couldn't tell you what it sounds like because I don't know it. <laughs> I just read it as I was scrolling now. Uh. What are those stickers called? Fluffy stickers. No, I know what you mean. Pop-up the- fluffy or something. Um, bubble stickers? They are stickers which are a 2D drawing, but they have a sort of um, 3D-ness to them because they're fluffy. Yeah, they're they've foam. got some kind of foam in it in it that makes it puff People up. People know what we're talking about Yeah. Now. Those are one of the most ephemeral type of stickers from that era because they always get picked away by a child or crumble and all the fluff falls out. So to see if that is really well preserved, the one that is on the back of this. I'm sure this sticker has something to do with the campaign that this song was supporting, Paul, because look at it. Read what it says on the sticker. Right, so we did a bit of research, right? And I found out that if you go to the Royal Mail website, there's an article about the Postcode song in 86, sung by someone called Kerry. As the number of addresses in the UK continued to increase, a more efficient way to demark address areas was called for. Modern postcodes were first trailed in Norwich in the UK in 1959 and then introduced to Croydon in 1966. Coding the entire country was done in stages and finished in 1974. This single vinyl record features the Postcode song and the Letter song. The record sleeve includes an image of Poco, the postcode elephant. Thank you. A character used in the 1980s for the postcode advertising campaign. The sticker on the back says, Poco says, please use your postcode. Yeah, because I guess it still hadn't, I guess, stuck with people that you need to put a postcode on a letter, which is something I don't remember. I always remember postcodes. I mean, it's that, but also I think because the postcodes must have been exploding exponentially, the amount of them. Yes. At that stage. They said there were more residential areas of needing... In the 80s, you know, yeah. yeah. But what gets me is 86 seems quite late to do this. You would have thought that'd be something they did in the 70s while they were prepping it up. Because the reason they really went with the elephant was because it was the, the image makes you think of, don't forget, you know, elephants don't never... F- Yes, don't never forget. Never forget. But so, but this is a pink one which makes you think of being drunk and yeah, being, or being dumbo. <laughs> so, uh, I don't remember what that song was all about, but I do remember getting pissed and trying to fly. Fuck yeah, me. exactly. What's a fucking post? Sick of feather up your ass. The character of Poco was invented in the 80s. Although the use of an elephant and publicity campaigns played on people's forgetfulness when using postcodes, Poco himself is well-remembered to visitors of the Royal Mail Archive. In addition to the poster that they show on the website, you could also get pens and sweatshirts and badges, and then they talk about the vinyl record. And puffy stickers. Yeah. Puffy, I think they were called those stickers. Yeah. And Brian Daly, who wrote the song for this, we were like, oh, what's he done? And apparently he did a lot of kid shows, notably... In the UK, a show called Postman Pat and another show called Bertha. Postman Pat? Postman Pat and his black and white cat, Pat. early in the morning. He Just- puts charm on his bellend. The cat licks it off with his raspy tongue, tongue tongue, <laughs> tongue, 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 Everybody knows his big throbbing cock and everybody smiles as he drags it behind He fucks the cat! He fucks the cat! You ruined my lovely interpretation of Postman Pat with his hanging dong. He Factor Cat! Right, great. So, Poindex is here. It's an odd thing, and I can't imagine, where would they sell them in post offices, do you think? Yeah! That kind of shit? Yeah! I'll go in. Oh, postcode song. What is that, Mum? It's a song to teach you how to use your postcode, Eli. Oh, I like it. Puffy sticker. Poco. I'll never forget that. What's my postcode? NW7.ORD. I love it. Love the postcode. Who's got, who's got a cat? Who's got a cat? And at this cat? point in the podcast, Eli <laughs> just decides it's more important to pretend fucking a cat or Poindexter, which is stroking like fucking Blofeld strokes his cat right now. <laughs> oh,
2: he, Poindexter likes Come on.
0: it. We've got, this is 20 minutes. We've got one last song to get through. So the last one we've got on this list is... Oh, happy birthday, daddy. Uh, now, this is my favourite of all of the pieces. This is a flexi disc. This ball, is the flexi. And it is... A sort of souvenir flexi disc. I guess you must have bought birthday it. card. You must be able to buy it in like Double Smiths or top end newsagents or something. The sleeve doubles as an envelope, so you can post the card. Yeah. So there's a ad- space for the dress on the flap. Yeah. Of the sleeve that contains the. It contains three items. Contains One, it contains a items. slim birthday card. Then it contains a sticker, a simple sticker that says "It's my birthday." But obviously what we're here for is the vinyl. The flexi. And the flexi sounds like this.
3: Hi there, this is Radio Wonderland. Today we're calling Daddy. Hello, Daddy. It's your birthday today. So here's for Marley Flame to sing a song, especially for you.
2: That's all cheap.
0: Hip, hip, hooray! And you know what? It's it, it's a lovely sentiment and you don't get things like this really anymore, do you? The closest you get are those birthday cards that come with a CD of the year of your birth and it's like, here's all the things that are happening when you were born. I guess it's sort of like an early version of those musical cards. Yes. Isn't it? But, but it, you had to actually put the record on. Yeah. And it's it's nice. It's It's a, nice. it's a cute thing. The it's song just... is, you know, what it is brilliantly preserved because you've got the sticker in- and the card hasn't been it's folded It's mint over. on card. It's totally mint on it's- card. I'm going to have to say mint on card. It- the card is mint and it- everything else is mint. I love it. Um, it's one of those things where we don't care for the music, but the package in general, the fact well, that it exists, you, is you, a lovely thing. You say that, but did you hear all the moogie, dreamy Yeah, no, you know things? what, that's it's right. It's quite moogie, isn't it? As this sort of thing goes, it's quite got quite a high moog quotient. Yes, yes, it does. It has a bit of experimentation for it's what a is bit a... a fizzy, yeah. fizzy space laser noise. And it, there's a char- oh, I do. There's a char- I do do. There's a character who sings called, what, Flamily, what's his Why name? Why is he called flamey? Where? What's he? Who is he? Flamily Flames sings for your birthday. Why is that's he a character. flame? He's a birthday candle. Isn't he? Oh. And he's singing on on your flying cake, Radio Mate, quite... Wonderland. Oh yeah, one Radio Wonderland. So you can imagine there were happy birthday mummy ones as well, and then yes. happy birthday grand, brother, sister, daughter, baby, dog, pa- and, and that's why it reminded me of because we years ago we discussed a record that I picked up, which was a birthday greeting record. It wasn't a flexi, but it was um it had a name. So just like you get mugs in sort of shitty gifts. Stores, yeah. Which say Richard and say, you know. The reason I say Richard is because I think this one was Richard, the one I've got. But they just, it's exactly the same song on every record, but the someone has... Swapped out the name. Swapped out the name. And you had to make it scan. It's like, oh, Anne, I love you. Now it's Chris. Christopher? Yeah, the whole Chris. Oh, Christopher, oh, Christopher I love you. <laughs> yeah. Now. Right, so now we've got to come up with the price. It's the pointless price guessing element. So for the singles, how much do you think all singles, all the six singles, not the flexi, just the six singles, how much do they cost all together? Paul. Woo, 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 woo! I'm playing my gambling option on this. He's playing his gambling option. Woo, oh, that's a big I think risk. I want to gamble, Paul. So I'm gonna. Have woo, to... woo. What are you gonna do? I think I'm gonna gamble on this item, Paul. I think I'm gonna gamble. Paul's written down his prize guess. I haven't yet. I've just written down that on this round you've put a gamble on, so I know when we go to the scores later. Paul, I think I'd like to put a gamble on. Go on, then do it. What is um, it? I think the exact price of these six would be... All six singles together. Three quid. Oh, I was going to put that exactly as well. Can I put three quid as well? I was, you I was can gonna... put three quid, but you're not, guess- you're not gambling. No, I'm not. So there you go. In that was case... it six? It wasn't six. It was more. It is. It's six. No, it's more. It's not. It's more. What do you mean it's more? You miscounted. There's the flexi. Yes. There's the postcode. It's a different price. Six singles. One flexi. I have said this. I was talking to you at the beginning of this voting I'm section. now. That literally Is said really? there are six sections, six singles. I and wasn't a listening. Set- I know. And then you fucking have a little patio on because you think I've fucked up. But in this instance, Eli, you weren't listening. So it's right. So please give me your price. Is it three pounds? <laughs> Fuck me. I am shaking with anger right now. Wow. And I am going to have to... I'm going to go ahead and say... Take take care of yourself, mate. Three pound. You're going to say three pound as well. I was going to say I'm going to stick with it as well. So, I so won't you, get the if you are right, you will get two betwings, but, but you'll I, get the whole gamut. I'll won't get you? four. So how can I do it so I could get a point if you fail? Then do I have to undercut you or overcut you? If I fail, yes, you have to go five p either way. Maybe I'm going to put three fifty then just to play the game. Yeah, yeah, right. Good, nice. Now, like, for like the taxi itself, how much do you think the flexi is? The flexi was separate. Yes. I did make that abundantly clear. Click. A few Oh, sa- all, right, all right. Jesus, it's a touchy in this subject. Segment. I know mean, no one hears you when you're just going blah blah no, blah. You don't hear anyone because you in your head you're going blah blah you blah. You don't listen to me anymore. You Don't listen to me anymore. <laughs> Do you want to give me a price for the flexi disc before I stab your eyes with I've this t- pen? I've given you what was it? Oh, I wasn't listening. Who wasn't listening now. You can't listen back to that. 75p. You said 75. I'm going to say I'm going to say 50p. Right, right. Let's end this segment and move on to our final segments. <laughs> right, this episode's gone on for too long. Let's crack this off. Okay, right. I'm ready, ready for my last item. It's the final item in our grandiose Price Odishaito. Oh dexter he needs to be here for this right and this is a you could almost call it a ganon golden games What's oh, uh, a game is it paul but i've never played it and you haven't played it and i've wanted this game for a while and tom managed to find it and send it this way and it e. means i can talk about one of my favorite things ever and eli i'm going to show you it oh yeah now you can tell the world what it is we might not get a lot out of this but i didn't want to save it till last here we go this is the trapdoor game burke's trapdoor game on spears games yeah years and upwards, two to four players. It's great. And it is lovely. Paul, I am with you. I love Trapdoor. because you, can know you what? explain what Trapdoor is to everyone? Trapdoor, and I didn't know this, started in 1984, the same year as Ghostbusters came into my life. So I think at that time, I was in enveloped in like this supernatural spooky kind of thing and trapdoor and ghostbusters were the two things it's a stop-motion plasticine animated show about this blue blob man who lives in a castle and 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 he has a trapdoor in that castle because he has to look after a thing upstairs he has a master upstairs he's a house servant basically but in the trapdoor is a lot of creepy crawlies and things come out every episode and burke has to try and get them back in one way or the other and whilst trying to prepare meals and stuff for the master I tell you what is a little clip of it because it's great is a Clip Back.
1: Come in right up, old cold and
2: sweaty one.
0: <laughs> he's been stuffing himself all day. If he don't stop soon, he's gonna burst. Ah! <laughs> he's done it now!
1: Serves him right for
0: eating so much.
1: Poor old Beck, works really hard. Ah!
2: Hmm. Hmm. Yes. This looks like a
1: nice place. And who might you be, you horrible little things? Well, I'm b- 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 Bony, and here are Gut and his cousin b- 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 Bony and Gut. Bony and Gut. Tell me, tell me, what do you taste like? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that clip's fantastic because the animation thing- was brilliant as well, wasn't it? Really fluid and all drippies and drops and stuff. They'd uh, slimy, do, they did Slimey, gooey, slime that just the liquid way they used the plasticine was uh, outstanding, wasn't aesthetically, it? Aesthetically, it was right up my street yeah, as well. It was very cartoony, very bold and bright, but at the same time, dark and spooky. It's beautiful. Yes, that episode that I think I played a clip from. I watched back recently, and it really unnerved me. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. just <laughs> pause it. It gave me the holly gobbles. Really? Yeah. But then does it go big? Because sometimes the little cute things come out, and he goes, oh, he's all right. And, and then they end up being monstrous. And he's got a, a sort of um, rural accent, like a burr, doesn't Well, he? it was voiced by uh, Willie Thornton. Ru- Ru- no, Willie Rushton. Rushton. Brilliant. Who was yeah. a British comedian, well-known for like the private eye and you know uh, the satire scene of the 60s. Right. And, Satire boom, and then later in, uh, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. The panel okay. show, and but just, he had a very, um, well, he had he he put on a voice for Trap Dog because he was like oh glarbits, you know. He had that kind of, but West he didn't country. have one of those sort of. He had a rural accent to begin with, didn't he? he Had a sort oh, of. Oh, I, I I'm I feel awful for not knowing this information off the top of my head, but I, like I can't a, remember. Like I'm sure, I think he was a nor a London based guy though. To be fair because he wrote a lot of songs about parts That's of London true. that you wouldn't know unless you lived around here. Like, didn't he have that big hit with um, Niesden? He Kneesden? Yeah, he did a song called Kneesden really? or something. Yeah, about a weird part of London. It's weird. There's a lot of comedy songs from that era, like when the Goodies did Cricklewood yes. and things like that. Well, Cricklewood was a um, Beatles pastiche, wasn't it? Well, more of a sort of psychedelic pastiche. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, rock. Yeah. Trapdoor is amazing. It, it's it's fantastic. If you yeah. ever see it on YouTube, watch it. It has a sort of almost psychedelic edge to it as well. Trapdor. Some episodes are a bit trippy. Yes. And weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And some are that's nerving. what I love about it. And know? some are wacky. Now, there wasn't much merchandise of Trapdoor. There was a few books and a few, like, you know, pencil cases and stuff. But there weren't... Like, you could buy the single. Oh, I'll play the single. Here's the theme from Trapdoor. They released a single. I'm going to play that now as well.
3: Hello, children. Want to hear a nice bedtime story? <laughs>
0: Best kids TV I'd love theme to get ever. A hold of that. Yeah, it's re- that's really hard. Every time it comes up on Discogs, the last time someone sold it according to Discogs was like five years ago on eBay. So really, yeah, it's hard to see it pop up every now and then. If anyone's got a copy of it, please send it to the Cheap Show P.O. Box address on our website. Um, but this is a board game based on the TV show, and I've, I, I saw I heard about it for the first time a few weeks ago. I never knew it existed. And, and Amazing! It's not even on eBay. And the one time I did see it on eBay in a closed sale, it, it, they were asking silly prices for it. And this it, was found great. in a charity shop. Now, Paul, what is the game mechanic? Is it a sort of reskin of a, a more famous game, or just a different version? No, the game is kind of simple. The idea is, is that you've got this kind of path that goes around the side of the board, right? And you've got to get from the beginning to the end. If you That's land like on a, a race squ- game, if you land on a square that it's says make some ladders, kind of. There's no... It's it's just one path around the board, right? There are, like, miss a turn, things like that. But if you land, because you spin a dial to move, right? If you land on a trapdoor square or a trapdoor tile on the board, then you have to fire off one of the trapdoors, and that ejects a dice out. And the dice has two types of sides. One is a, like, one, three, or six, and that means you move forward. But if you roll with an image of a monster on and a number... That tells you how many steps back you have to okay. go. So it's kind of simple. It's just you move around the board I'm trying until you to hit avoid a space. The... Yeah. Roll a dice. Do you want to have a look quick over it? It's yeah, Really simple have to have set up. Go. Oh, it's got a nice plastic. It's bit. a nice little plastic toy with a, with these little. Oh, traptors. I like the design of the spinner as well because it's the character. What's he called? Burke. Burke, of course. Burke Sorry. is the hero. You got Boney, who's it the skull. Says it on the fucking boxy like. Fuck Drot, which it? is the spider, and then there's a character called Rog, who was the friendly monster that came out of the trapdoor every now okay. and then, and he's a bit dumb. Now the spinner has the actual spinning element is the arrow, is Burke pointing. His, pointing his finger. It's nice, isn't it? It's great. You know what? I just wanted to mention, Paul. Yeah. The um lettering on the box design, does it remind you of anything really strongly? Monster Munch. That's what it reminds me of. Really? Yeah. And what the main logo you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess almost Monster Munch always fills into the same aesthetical place it as Trapdoor. Weirdly, really? it does, doesn't it? And I fucking love it. Yeah. And you know what? They also did an animation show called Stop It and Tidy Up, which was visually the same, but it was all kind of like Pigeon Street animation. Right. You know, like cut things moving around. Oh, like cutouts. Yeah. Like thing. So okay. like Pigeon Street kind of stuff. Because I love Trapdoor, and I wish they'd made this a movie. Is such a lovely piece. So it I'm is. gonna pop. I can tell you what. I love d- the illustrations on it. Pictures on our website. So yeah. So in- oh, they pop out here the dice. Cool. So. There are four dice already in underneath these trap doors, right? Yeah, and you've you just... already preloaded the dice. But yeah. if you press that button, it fires the opposite window out. Yeah, just for a test. Yeah, go on. Oh, too much. Yeah. Put but it back in. Let me just try again. Uh, I've got to open the flap now. Okay. Cool. So you reload the dice. I like that mechanic. Per round. Every time four dice have been done, you then That's put it back cool, in. pretty cool, isn't it? Simple. So you press it and fire a little dice. Uh, cut now did it too softly. Too then. soft. So i tell you let's have a little it's quick like a game little now. skill to actually get in the fucking dice out. Who mate. do you want to be? Dr- Boney, Drutt or Burke? I'm going to be Burke because it's my game. So Drutt. You can, you can be the spider Drutt. All right. Boney goes in the box. He right. had a sort of posh voice or was he Scottish? No. Uh, Druk just made farty squirt sounds. Yeah, but it's like... It, it, Boney it, it, used to talk, didn't he? Yeah, but Boney was more like... Oh, Burke. It was more like that kind of thing. Okay. Oh, Burke. Oh, that was it. Oh, Burke. <laughs> oh, there's He's something... He's There's something coming out of the... I've lost it now. <laughs> right, so we'll start on the start <laughs> space. cool. Where do I'll, I'll let stop. you go first. You can spin the dial. Spin the Burke. Spin the I'm Burke. spin the Burke. And it lands on two. Two. So you move two spaces. Which way? Down here? One, on two. Right, my turn to spin.
3: I'm drunk. It doesn't look much yeah, like that. one spider. space.
0: All right. So you'll go again. Spin the thing. Behind me. Yeah. One space behind. Oh, trap door. Now, trapped okay. Trap door. Even if it says you have to go They're back seven spaces. spaces as yeah. Well. Because you can land on those. You can land that, on it either. Right. You can either spin it or it's all you can land on trap doors, isn't it? So now you just look at anyone you want. Fire a dice out and see where it goes. Oh, I can try anyone. Yeah. Go on. Oh, monster. Back it's... one space. Oh, bollocks. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, that I'm, dice I'm, not, I'm on top of you now. i right, the same. go. Oh, I have to fire the trap door one off as well. Yeah. So which one did you do? That one? Yeah. So that was that button. So I'm going to do this one near me then. Right, here we go. What's it like? Say six. So I go forward oh, six spaces. This is shit, this game. One, two, three, four, five, six. Here we go. Cheating already is everybody. Right, so you just put that in there. Right. Oh, the dice come out. And then when all four are out, you put them back in. So then you, that means there are only two doors left to choose from. You have to choose a full one. I don't know. Yeah, you do. You do. I've, I went through. The, I okay. played it with my girlfriend last night. Right. So yeah, there are two left. Once they're gone, you put four back in. Okay. So you spin the thing now. Five. Five. You move five spaces. One, two, three, four, five. Miss a turn. I'm fucking, I'm having the worst luck here. Right, here we go. Five. Oh, one, two, three, four, five. Let's play until we've emptied all the trapdoors out. Oh, so you got further. You're going to say something else. <laughs> so. <laughs> let's, let's play until I've emptied my pipes. <laughs> <laughs> two, two. Oh, trap door! Trap door, which ones have I got? Uh, so I fired that one, and you fired that one, so it's one of these two. Seven back seven. Facts, the monster I... got you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Terrible. Lap Do you want to end monsters. it now? Yeah. Do you want to end this, this. now? <laughs> it's fucking domination. but yes. dominate. There you go. You won. It's simple, isn't it? But it's, it's got for a, children. F- it's got a fun little mechanic. Yeah. And I like it, the fact that they work the trapdoor into, like the monsters spring out. Yeah. But it's not. There's very little to it. I mean, I just think they've just done a nice job in terms of like recreating the artwork and. You know, I've seen better, funner games, but better, you know. funner. But considering I didn't even know there was a, a trapdoor board game, and now I've yes. got one, and actually, it's a bit better than it was. Just imagine if it was just a fold-out normal board no, game. No, it's definitely because it's right up your street, isn't it? Because yeah. it's got a sort of plastic it's mechanism. It's got a toy thing. mechanic. A toy mechanic is what we're into. It's very on, important on Gannon's Golden Games. Yes, but how much was um, Burke's trapdoor mm-hmm. game? Very nice item, Paul. I can see why you're so. Excited. I'm very fond of this yeah. because I, I, when I was a kid, I used to have a uh, trapdoor cookbook, and that's still in storage. So I need to get that. Wow, back. Wow, a cookbook. Yeah. What was it? You made like slime, slimy and cakes, and things with green was, on. And there was a massive trapdoor cake where you had to cut a big hole on the top and make it the trapdoor, and a monster that would come out with marzipan. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and you can make soup and a ghostly salad and soup a with thing. like eyeballs in. Yeah. 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 Cool. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> love that stuff. You love. You know what your whole aesthetic is? Sort of fun. Supernatural. It's I, I call it a ghost train it, ghost train. Yeah. A ghost train aesthetic. And interestingly, you know, like when I talk about my Ghostbusters book and I did that triangle with a ghost in, and that was my logo from a kid's ghost hunting team, yes. Spirit Squad. That triangle and the ghost, doesn't don't you think the ghost looks kinda similar to how you draw Burke? It does, but it also looks a bit like that Superman on that paper lace, black lace. Anyway. Board game. How much do you think that costs? Three. I'm, I, it's my guy to, to ask first. I no, think. I think it's mine actually because you did the singles first, didn't you? So I ignore that number I just said. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Oh, because it's outside of London, and if it was inside London, that would be a fiver, I reckon, easily. But inside, yeah. outside of London, I'm thinking like two pound fifty. I think three fifty. Okay. Well, I'm gonna put two fifty. I've calmed down a lot because trapdoors brought me great sucker. Oh, I haven't said what I thought the singles were. Oh, I thought you wrote it down. All right. What did I think? I said three. three pound on the nose. You said for that. And what the flexi? What did I say? Seventy-five p. Fucking made a big deal. You're bringing me anger up again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're bringing it up. That's to, it. Will you, you be able to, to read that? Yes. Now I have to put the board game. So I think three fifty for the board 350 game. Three fifty. He's saying for the board game. I'm going to say three twenty-five. And with that, I am now closing the door on the price of shite items tonight. Let's go over to the future and see who won. Ooh. Here we are in the future. Here we are in the future. And we are here and we now have the information. Yes, it is Thursday uh, as we record this we've had an adventure since then haven't we in Rendlesham Forest which you'll hear all about next week oh it was a real adventure it was a real adventure with exciting incidents uh, and we can't wait to share the expose of Mr Biffo's Clums fuckery. <laughs> the clubs fuckery. Clubs fuckery. Clubs fuckery. We start this bit again. Why? Uh, I want to mention you Rendlesham. You already. Fuck off. I was talking about Rendlesham. I'm dangling a lantern so people come back next week. You're dangling go, a lantern. Uh, is that something dangling? I thought you put a lantern on it. You don't dangle a lantern. If you're gonna do it, put a dangle on it. <laughs> if you want to do it a little, put a flannel on it. Put a wow. flannel, flittle, hootle. Okay. Hey. Paul is looser than he was during the main body of the podcast. I'm almost baggy. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Can we cry? Oh, give me the betweens, baby. Right. Okay. So, uh, so it was my fault. I couldn't find uh, the, the the answers. But Tom Is... emailed me the uh, correct points. Oh, you actually got couldn't them find here. them. They actually got lost. I, I I don't know where the fuck I saw you them. You left them on. You left them on the tube like a Tory. No, mo- I didn't. Junior minister. No, I didn't. Yes, you Leave did. it on like a Tory junior minister. <laughs> like a Tory. Do Any more mid nineties fucking <laughs> references to political right. intrigue? Extreme Doritos doesn't help. Right. I love them. Here we go. We're going to start. I think it's as the list says. Yes, we're going to go by the list order. As the list. As the list. So, six singles. This is the one I gambled on. Is it? I remember. Uh, Yes, it is. I've written it down here. If I get exactly right, I get four per for this. Yeah. So, this is the big one. So, you said what? Three pounds for six. I said three pound fifty. The answer was... Three pounds. Eli Ram the gamble. Fucking hell yes. That is so excellent. So All four per twings. I don't get any per twings there. So three no, for you, uh, Four per. Well, well played, Mr Silverman. You put your money on the right card and the card came up. Fucking four per twings. Four per twings. Love it. Exciting stuff. Love like, it. I knew which one to gamble on. The one I had most knowledge on. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, yeah, a yeah. savvy bet. Savvy man. Yeah. Right. So next is the flexi. Yeah, pass the pen please Thank Take you care. So, you said what for the flexi? I said 75 pence I said 50 pence um, The answer is For the flexi? For the flexi is 50 pence I get two per twings for that And I get one Just the one So, well played Mr Silverman But two for me Yeah, good, nice on the nose there Nice yeah. We're not slacking so far, are no, we? Yeah, lots of per twings, mate This next... is more than I've probably scored already In the last two editions Next on the board is the four books. You said what? For the four books, I said £3. Uh, I said £2. The answer was £1 or 25 p each. Uh, so no betwings there. Were and those the those the annuals? Yeah, the That's, annuals. That seems quite a good price for those. And they were in good condition. Very good, Nick. Very good condition. Yeah. So, you know, not too bad. Those were a real bargain. Right. Next were the sound buttons. Right. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. No, it's board the board game. game. Yeah. Right, the trapdoor board game. Beautiful piece. Lovely. We both thing. loved it. Maybe not the most exciting game. It's but not. It's a terrible game. But for but what it is, in terms of nostalgia and uh, oh, yeah, it lovely, work, lovely, lovely. So you said what for the board game? I said three pounds twenty-five. Trying to hedge my bets. Trying to poach a little betwain for the twenty-five. Either way. Yeah, I said two pound fifty. Surprisingly. The price he says for Trapdoor was £1. Oh, you'd love to see it, wouldn't you, yeah, Paul? You'd you love would. to be in there in his shoes and have walked into that charity I would have. And gone, a quid? Am I, I would have Mount Vesuvius' my cock off <laughs> with, with that exciting deal. Because I've seen it on you my eBay. Mount Vesuvius' your cock off. Mount Vesuvius' my cock <laughs> okay, off. Like, uh, I would have completely Mount etna all over the desk. <laughs> <laughs> like, hot magma, yeah. Yeah, hot magma. Uh, because I've seen that on eBay going for quite a lot of money. <laughs> There'd be a pyroclastic flow as yeah. like Garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've seen it go for what? Like yeah. twenty plus? What, like like ten, fifteen, Because it's quite rare and it pops up really. Yeah, it did have some wear on it. That that's in great condition, but I've seen worse going for more. Yeah. So No, I mean that's a bargain in anyone's £1 shoes. One pound in anyone's shoes it's is a, a great bargain. bargain. Yeah. So round of applause for Tom for that. Yeah. In anyone's book as well. Yeah. As right. well as their shoes. Next one is the puzzle game, the snooker game. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm.
2: yeah.
0: Ah, uh. what did you say? <laughs> I said pound fifty, Paul. I said £1. Proving yet again that London prices have ruined us. The actual price of the snooker game was just 50p. Hey. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. That started was off so nick. strong. That was imperfect, Nick. Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, but you know it's a, it's a crap game so yeah get rid of it, for it 50 50 useless. it's useless no one shot. ever wants to play it again do no. You? no one's valuing that any higher Yeah. right and finally uh, what terrible item to finish the sound buttons oh they were shit I bet I've overpriced them as what well what did you say I said a quid I said uh, what did I say two sound buttons 150 uh, they were actually one pound they were 50p each Blow. Oh, yeah! Between, between. There you go. Right. Do you down. get any there? No, I don't. Oh, 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 oh. oh my winger. Th- they have never seen a... Th- <laughs> Such a twinger. <laughs> Such a twinger. Thank you. So at the end of that round, oh, I can mate. say I got three, which it ain't a stinker. But Eli, what have you walked away with today? Seven between. Seven four. betwings is a very strong... Very pleased. Don't call I love it, it the gamble option. I don't don't call that. it a comeback. <laughs> we should incorporate the gambling option into you future games. It really adds something, man. It's another level of play. Because if you think you know, do you see what I mean? All right. Can we make it so that once we put all our scores down, we can go through them and say, right, if I'm going to gamble on one at all, I'm do it, gonna, it after. Do it yeah, yeah. Okay. Rather than do it in the moment. Do the gamble option after we've d- guessed the prices. Yeah. yeah. All all right. Love it. Love it. Wonderful. So, congratulations, Mr. Silverman. Thank you very much. Well played. Let's go back in time now to a week ago and wrap this baby okay. up. Okay. Back to the future. Let the past. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. Now, right now, I don't know who won. Did you win? I'm going to say congratulations, Eli, for winning on the off chance you won. Thanks, Paul. I mean, It doesn't happen very often, but I, what I went I went out there. I tried to get some betwings, and, uh, and in, you, you did know, amazingly in this, well. In this game, it's all about getting more it's betwings. It's all about the betwings. Than, What's than the, the, other thing? person. the thing's the betwing. The thing is the betwing, and I'm, I'm just so glad to have won. I just want to thank everyone who's helped me get here, and thank you. Well played. Well played. Now, let's do the opposite. Okay. Paul, I lost again. You're a cunt, you cheated. I hate you. And fucking making shit up. Fucking I didn't really lose. You're not my real daddy. <laughs> You're not and my now real we've wrapped daddy. it all up yeah. together. Yeah. 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 And that's Cheap Show for it's this Cheap week. Cheap Show for this week. Uh if you want to email us about anything you fancy to have in the show, email us thecheapshow at gmail.com. Uh if you want to see any pictures, videos, or whatever happens in this podcast. Visually, you can go to see pictures for that episode on the CheapShow.co.uk website. Every episode has a dedicated page to it. Uh, also, on the website, you can see things like the links to our latest digitizer video we do with Mr. Biffo, or uh, the merch page, uh, Tony's merch page, our own unofficial logo merch page. We've got the events official Cheap Show unofficial magazine. You can buy mm-hmm. physical copies there, and links to all sorts of lovely stuff. It's a one-stop shop. What else? Oh, yes. Patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show if you'd like to help this podcast financially. Love it. But I do stuff with my face. Give if you can, but I'll only scratch it. if you can. I'll scratch it right around. Yeah, there's access to podcasts. My face. And videos and magazines. Scrubbies. And extras and behind the scenes stuff and all sorts Scritchy, of lovely garbage. face hole. mama. So if you can give, give. But if you can't, please don't. And just help spread the word. Review us on all these apps and stuff like Apple and Spotify and whatever. Do that. And we're on Twitter at the Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is. Oh, I've forgotten, Paul. I think I'm going to have to ask Poindexter. Poindexter, what's my, what's my, my Twitter handle? He's talking to me. Oh, oh no, I won't do that to you. No, I know you love it, Poindexter. I know, I know. Fuck it, This is tiring. <laughs> no, right, Just tell me the Twitter. This oh, right, so you little, you little flirt, you Poindexter. Just tell me. Ah, it's Eli Snyde. E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. <laughs> Wanker. S-N-O-I-D. Wanker. Eli Snoid, E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. Wanker. I'm going to talk Poindexter. over you so every time you say it, no one knows what you're Fuck is. you. Wanker. Poindexter loves me. Poindexter is in a very tricky situation and he fears for his life. He's waiting because he's meant to be protecting the betwings. I think you owe him an apology. Paul. I'm not apologising. <laughs> Apologise to Poindexter. To your wank sponge. He's not my... Shh. I'm don't cover his ears! Don't cover his ears! Don't say that! Jesus wept. Right, is there anything else we need to mention? I don't need no, to. That's fucking, we're done. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye everyone. <laughs>